Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Deathblade from Wusha World, and we're also here with Elliot and Kenny, and we're going to be talking about the Legends of Ogregate uh, story that Deathblade has been writing, and give you some updates on what's going to be happening with it in the, uh, in the coming months. So, uh, Deathblade, I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to say about it to start. Uh, well, we talked about this once a long time ago on your podcast. I'm not sure who listened to that, but um, just as a quick recap, the Legends of Ogregate story is based on uh, your game, Wandering Heroes of Ogregate, which all of us on this podcast have played and play-tested. And the, the, the reason I wanted to write the story was because uh, you created this really complex and uh, vibrant world with a I mean it has a history and a mythology all to its own and I thought it was really cool and I felt like it would be great to to show some of that in a novelized format and so that's where the idea came from and um, the story is about two of the most legendary figures in the history of the world of uh, wandering heroes of Ogre Gate and um, I got a good I guess a couple dozen chapters up, and around the time I went on a break from some projects to finish I Shall Sell the Heavens, I went on a little break from Legends of Ogregate, and I'm getting ready to finish my vacation and start working on it again, and in in conjunction with that, uh, we, me and you have been working on another really cool project to go along with that, and I, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in the course of this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, we can get right into that, I suppose, because um, that's uh, so. So, uh, me and Jeremy have been uh, like we we knew we wanted to do something the month that Legends of Ogregate came out, and initially it was just going to be like a small like I don't know. I think you came to me and said you wanted like what was it, like a ten page thing or like maybe not even that, just yeah. something. And uh, and so I I think I it was like in the back of my mind for months, and and then I started working on it, and I think we finally settled on. We we want we knew we wanted to tie it to the Legends of Ogregate story, and somehow we settled on set it, setting it in Dalu because you have a you have a bunch of stuff that happens in Dalu early on in the um, in the I think the first twenty chapters, and so mm-hmm. you know we realized that we could we could do something with that. But the problem is Legends of Ogregate is set way in the in the you know ancient history of the of the setting and. You know, a regular campaign is set like, you know, a thousand over a thousand years later. And so uh, and also you're kind of doing like a slightly alternate history type of thing as well. So there's there's uh, there's a um, there was a lot of stuff that we had to kind of think about before we did it. And we decided to do a setting book set in Dalu with a time traveling adventure that connects Dalu to the period that you're working with in the novels. And. And somehow that just kind of really got it, like became this big giant thing, and now it's like a hundred pages, and uh, um, which is you know way way more than we originally intended it to be. Um, yeah, it's a lot more, but I think it's going to be really really cool. We've got a lot of art and a lot of maps and a lot of just really cool stuff. Um, I'm excited about it for sure. And I gotta say, like this is quite unusual in that you know it's just, um, an online novel has having so much material to it, like maps and detailed character descriptions, and you know the ability to actually take these characters and insert them to campaigns and role play with them is uh, definitely something that's quite special. I think that you won't get in many um, other systems and settings. Of course, and you've you've got a real forte in it as well, in that the adventure being made in Legend, in uh, Wandering Heroes Vogue Gate with the time travel adventure 
is only going to be strengthened by any prospective DMs who have read the Legends of Oak Gatelight novel being familiar with the characters as presented through, you know, Deathblade's work. So it definitely does collaborate quite well, and I'm looking forward to experiencing it as a player as well. I just need to find out what Gizmo will send us back in time. <laughs> well, that's a secret, isn't it? Yeah, but I am going to, I am going to, uh, this week I'm going to be doing some, some play tests that just focus on that or you know we just sort of you know it's that it, you know like a lot of a lot of the play tests i've run i've just been turning people loose in dalu and letting them mm-hmm. discover things um but i'm also going to do some focused play tests where i just put them on the gizmo that takes them back in time and and they get to sort of experience that part of it i mean my character's already experienced going back in time before but um <laughs> He doesn't really think about the consequences, so I can only imagine that as being quite fun as well. Yeah, because, well, I, I've toyed with the time travel thing with um, the House of Paper Shadows. There's sort of a limited yeah. time travel excursion, and the Sword of Time has some time travel stuff. Obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of time travel in general, <laughs> and, and so this one just sort of legitimately sends you back in time. So, you know, it's kind of like a... Um, uh, it's kind of like a there's a movie called a Chinese Odyssey. It's kind of sort of like that style of time travel adventure, um, yeah. or Back to the Future, I guess would be a sure. Um, you know, except you may not have a DeLorean to get back. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> is it possible for players to get stuck to get stuck back in time? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Do you think that's going to happen to the majority of players? No, I set it up so that. I set it up so that it's not like a, t- you know, there were a few ways it could have been done and I didn't want it to be like a, aha, you're back in time and there's nothing you can do. I wanted it to be like, you know, you're back in time and now what are you going to do about it type situation. And so there are, there are different avenues the players can explore to get back in time. Some of them involve really uncomfortable compromises that they might not want to make. And some of them would involve tremendous amounts of effort that might not necessarily yield results. But it you know it, it depends. So, but but there's definitely avenues open to them to get back into. I, are you going to be looking at um, expanding what kind of literature you provide for the setting of Back in Time as well? Obviously, you're doing your work right now with um, Dalu and this time travel adventure. But if if there's enough people asking, may you create some kind of uh, expansion on the world as it was back then, back when you know demon emperor or whatever his name is was first kind of invading if people that could lead it to a whole other big adventure you know if people ask about it i would definitely do it i i kind of have some things slated that i i have to kind of i have to get through the schedule so um and that if we did that it would probably be like uh i don't know 100 or 200 page supplement all right i'll hold off on the rallying cry for now but, but if people want it i think it would be i think like i've been you know I, i'm definitely it wouldn't be too hard to do, I think, and uh, it would. Well, in fact, that that might work. You know, we'll, let's see how people like it. But um, right now, uh, this the Dalu adventure is supposed to come out around the same time as the the end of the first book or the first volume of Legends of Ogregate. But I still have at least two or three more volumes left to write before the story of Le- the Legends of Ogregate is finished. And so, you know, that might be a good opportunity to tie in another adventure to the final uh, part of Legends of Ogregate. Because the, the part that takes place in Dalu is only, well, you know, I haven't written it yet, but I anticipate that being only a quarter of 
the entire book as a whole, maybe even less. We'll see. So, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for further further exploration. Yeah, because we we do have characters from the book in the in the the historical Dalu chapter, uh, but they're 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 quite early on in their martial arts careers, so they haven't reached the heights that they reach by the by the end of the story. Um, uh, so so yeah, I th- I think that would be easy. Something like that would be I, I would definitely do. Um, I thought that Elliot was saying something more like a um, uh, like a full setting supplement for the era of the demon emperor type thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that could be on the cards as well. Uh, another thing that I'd ask though, um, are you worried? Cause obviously the setting of legends of Overgate as well is early emergence of Chi and, you know, that kind of martial arts and stuff. Are you worried that the player characters being sent back in time may just be a bit too uh, powerful for the contemporaries in that time? That's you a know. problem. That's a potential are you, problem. Are you afraid of greedy characters who may try and set themselves up as the new demon emperor or something and just be like, fuck this, I'm just going to live out <laughs> my life in this ancient version of well, history? I think, I think this is definitely where the GM reading Legends of Ogregate comes in super handy because a GM who reads that would have a much better handle on on what sort of challenges those types of characters mm. would face. But there are also just there, – there are things in the past that – that, that they would have to contend with that they don't have to contend with in the present. So they're way, you know, ogre demons are, are much more common in, you know, the, the history of the setting. Um, there are, there are, there aren't as many martial heroes yet, but there are other types of things sort of floating around that could put, pose a challenge to them. And we and can't sure. forget that there are plenty of demons and monsters that have existed oh, yeah. since time immemorial. So <laughs> those will always be a threat to the player characters. If they get too out of hand, then, you know. I mean, for Red Mantis, they're a snack. But, yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's a really cool um, chapter that I actually have written. Um, I actually wrote it a long time ago. I have a few chapters. You guys might have seen it because you've been helping me to, um, to like edit and proofread the story, but I never released it publicly. I've been holding it until I do the, the comeback. There's a really cool chapter where um, there's kind of a, some insight into how uh, Bao's... Um, I don't want to get into too much spoiler territory, but she has a thing called the... I think it's called the Phoenix Crown of Bao, and mm. there's kind of some insight into how exactly um, she gets that um and i think it's pretty cool and and that that could play into something kind of like what you're talking about another thing that um is worth talking about is the fact that and again i don't want to get into too deep of spoiler material for those who haven't read the the wandering heroes of Oldgate supplement or, or or a rule book but basically the the main story of what happens in legends of Oldgate is all in the wandering heroes of Oldgate. Um, history it's nothing you know nothing you haven't heard about so we all know sort of how it ends and we also know the general power levels of the people involved in the story at that time so depending on how powerful the the player characters are when they go back to Daolu um, you know if they're like chi level one or two or something they're not anything special I don't think if they went back as like um, profound masters back into Daolu setting then they're going to be pretty overpowered well, that, that's the thing maybe. for example our characters are chi level 6 right now so I imagine us going back then you know is, is equivalent yeah. to Super Saiyan stepping back into Iron Age times you know <laughs> well I get there's also the yeah. question too of has Kung Fu improved or gotten worse in the intervening yeah. years 
And so they might go well, back maybe, and find maybe, maybe the kung crap, fu is not you know? as pure. So maybe the the techniques and stuff are much more, you know, profound and maybe more devastating. But just the actual um, ease and you know, kind of amount that's been distributed to the masses has has allowed more people to reach higher levels, you know, rather than just uh, more people using these certain profound techniques or trying to learn you know by themselves but but that thing that uh that deathblade mentioned the, the in the chapter that he hasn't released yet and i'm going to dance around it because i don't the phoenix spoil it, but but the but the thing that he came up with for that was so cool i've i've been using that relentlessly in my campaigns as like fodder for adventure material um so i think, <laughs> I think that that chapter is going to be really exciting when it comes out yeah and i i'm like i mean I got into all of this whole thing to begin with because of Usha and the Kung Fu stuff. But I also, ever since I, you know, translated I Shall Sow the Heavens, I've gotten a lot more entranced with the, you know, immortal hero aspect of Chinese fiction. And that's something that excites me a lot that Wandering Heroes um, hasn't really gotten too deep into and i think there's a lot of room for a lot of fun stuff there's a lot of room for development but it's good to build up the foundations first and i think that you know definitely you're going to see that as well linking to i shall see the heavens with with the amount of time that uh, ergen likes to spend on developing his characters when they're younger and not necessarily having them be you know this supreme awesome cool character and stuff you know and taking a very long time to move out of the mortal plane of existence and stuff you know this is yeah. this is something that's quite interesting to look at with wandering heroes because um obviously at the moment all the kind of content we've got is for obviously you know still remaining on the mortal we're not quite you know moving into profound well, section and, and stuff. i still well, have I mean, to work on that that profound book is like uh is the neck like i i've been putting it off a little bit but the the way that it's structured is chi levels one through six are like kung fu and then as you get higher into the the campaign you get to the profound levels where it would start getting more into that stuff but um, have you have you thought of switching off of off of chi at that point and going into another like system for it or are you going to keep on going with chi levels like chi i feel seven? like it's smoother to just keep it with chi like it's just an easier you know uh, mm. uh way to prog- to advance things but i don't know i mean I, i'm trying i that's one of the reasons why i've kind of put off doing the profound book yet because i don't want to um like i sort of like we say in the rule book like i'm sort of reserving the right to retroactively change aspects of the profound levels because i'm i might really uh think differently about them uh when when we when we start working on them intensely and so uh i don't know what it's going to be when i get to that point but i I, 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 you know, it's, it's down the road anyways, but, um, but it's yeah. definitely going to be informed by a lot of the stuff that, that Jeremy has been bringing to the table. And so I think, I think the more, the longer we wait on that, the maybe, you know, the more, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to be kind of like, you know, grilling and putting it. No, no, it's spot, fine. It's fine. You know? But I was, I was actually going to ask another question, um, because obviously in Wandering Heroes, we've got the Chi one, two, three, four, five, six. And in a lot of the wuja, you know, um, genre genres, we see that they've got all these different, you know, establishment, foundation, you know, chi gathering, all these different kind of labels to attach to their things. And it seems to be kind of a staple that you've got your names for it. I was wondering if 
perhaps you're thinking of doing, you know, chi ranks up to nine, because um, obviously in a lot of the books they go into all the different symbologies around that, so it would be very easy to lift something like that around it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, distributing some different names for the ranks and stuff just to make it easier for, um, you know, Deathblade whilst writing Legends of Okagate. You know, maybe that you can provide them to him so that he can, you know, then say, oh, this this rank is going to be called, you know, something or else. Then he can have the characters come up with a name for that rank or something, you know. I mean, that's something that I'm going to kind I mean, Jer- Jeremy is is way more knowledgeable about Sean Shaw than I am, so I'll definitely be taking... Uh, You'll defer to his judgment. Yeah, I'll be deferring <laughs> to his judgment. Uh, I think the, the only challenge there, again, is the mechanics of... Chi is pretty is 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 kind of like spine in the game. So I've been viewing mm-hmm. it more as like when you reach a certain point, there would be different paths available to you, and and taking those paths. But again, I mean, it'll 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 a lot of it will be dependent on 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 how Jeremy feels about because he's literally writing the story about it. Uh, you know, uh, you know how that 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 might inform some of the mechanical choices. But again, I, I should emphasize to listeners, I have so put this like in the back burner right now because I got other <laughs> Ogre Gate things that I'm trying to uh, do first. And then, you know, when I have uh, a moment to breathe, I'll, uh, you know, I'll sit down and I'll, I'm going to... So the way I tend to work is I tend not to just jump into it right. I give myself time to actually think about what I'm going to do. So, you know, this is an example with the House of Paper Shadows book. I just gave myself a month to think about it before I did any writing at all or any prep or any of that stuff. And so I think that the profound book will require the same sort of approach where, you know, I got to really think about, you know, how, how I'm going to get to this. Because that was, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I, I think it's it, at the profound levels, the game changes dramatically. So, of course, um, you're starting to look more magic being used and. You know, that said, like the current like chi six techniques, some of them are quite magical already, yeah. like bouncing on raindrops and uh, <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. But at this point, I'm imagining people literally throwing like fireballs and shit. <laughs> well, the other thing too is power scale and how to handle it and how much you know how much you, that you can do before the game starts to crumple in on itself. Um, is G seven supposed to be invulnerable to all below it? You know, when you, you're you're at no, a profound level, is it possible to be dragged down by? No, you know? I've I've allowed for. I mean, it's harder, but I have allowed for lower rank people to harm higher rank people. Um, and the only reason why is because when you when I found when we we initially did do it with just like blanket immunities, where if you're like G seven, like a you know a lower rank person can't really harm you, but it got boring very quickly. Uh, because all the Chi Seven guys just, you know, walked all over you, and so, um, you know, but but there are different ways to handle it. I don't I don't know, uh, you know, uh, how how. Again, you know, I I've play tested some of the profound stuff, but I have not done like a full Chi rank seven through twenty two campaign. Yeah, and until I do that, I won't know how broken that is so and and you're not quite ready to introduce wrecking balls like myself and kenny to it yeah <laughs> no I, I like to get the wrecking balls in there quick because they demolish yeah. really fast that's important make, sure, make sure you know stuff. how much the foundations can take before well, also, you well you guys are good for that you guys are also very good as like sort of bs detectors because you you'll, you'll generally be pretty honest about like if something doesn't make sense to you and so uh so yeah i like that when i'm play testing stuff 
Right well, another thing you gotta, you're going to have to um, consider, uh, this is probably a conversation for another time, <laughs> but like, um, like how, how should I word this? Like um, the profound stuff, how profound is it, I guess, is the question. Because, mm-hmm. like, in my mind, what I'm thinking is the is the immortals in Wandering Heroes of Old Gate probably are akin to... And I guess, Kenny and Elliot, you guys, have you guys both finished I Shall Seal the Heavens? Yeah, the whole, yeah. Okay, so, like, my feeling is that, like, the profound masters and then immortals in Wandering Heroes of Old Gate, in terms of their power, like, how powerful they are, I don't think they're any much more powerful than the immortal realm in I Shall Seal the Heavens. I think maximum. And, like, in I Shall Seal the Heavens, the power levels go way beyond that to the point where, I mean, you, you guys know, they're, like, fighting, like, throwing planets and stuff at each other. I mean, to be honest, when I, was, when I was reading Wandering Heroes of, you know, sorry, Legends of Ogregate and, you know, looking at Wandering Heroes of Ogregate, I wasn't even thinking that the Profound would be reaching the Immortal level. I was thinking yeah, maybe not. It's... the Core Formation or even Nascent Soul level you know, a maximum for prof- profound, you know, because some of the techniques being brought out, I was thinking were definitely, you know, foundation realm and stuff, and people could, you know, do stuff almost akin to flying, but it still wasn't yeah. quite there, you know, so. That's yeah, how so I Brennan, was, you, you could, like, take it, and that, that would be really hard, though, because, like, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, the the, the final, most higher realms of, like, power in, in, and by the way, just to point out something, there's a really neat chart. Um, it's only in Chinese, and I, I've I've been tempted to translate it into English, where it side by side shows the cultivation levels of all of Argon's books, and oh, wow. and ba- yeah, basically, I mean, basically all of his books, the cultivation levels all have different names, and they kind of they work a little bit differently, and they have well, different. Well, I, like, I, I imagine that because they're all based on different DAOs, you know. Yeah, exactly. Standards. They're they're based on different DAOs, but. In the end, they all kind of end up in the same place, and they all have the same general overall structure. And so, if you were going to fit, um, like you said, wandering heroes and profound and stuff into that same general thing, yeah, you're right. Like, there's it, it doesn't go I very high. I imagine it being more of a lower scale. It's it's not quite. People are going to be grabbing planets and smashing them into yeah. other people. Well, you know, know, one of the reasons why I want to retain Chi is that scaling is easier if. Like, cause like when I, like right now, when I, when I do the, I've actually did a few, if you go to the monster section, there's a couple of gods in there that have been statted out. And again, I might have to, some of that, when I get to the profound stuff, I might have to t- take another eye to, cause it was, you know, no, I have, it was done out of the context of the current campaigns. But, um, yeah. but, but what I was thinking was if I, you know, I can just keep S, you know, just keep scaling that chi up. Like, uh, profound is, I think chi ranks seven to 12. And then after profound, you have the immortal levels, which is like twelve and beyond. But then you would reach mm. a certain point where you're actually getting into like godlike territory, where you know you could become you know the the god of something, you know, be appointed by the enlightened goddess to to oversee some important cosmological function. And I think at that point, you know, you might have like chi rank forty five or something, something crazy. Um, but again, that's like I think that's that's one step even further down from the profound books. I think, but uh, Wait, but 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 at that point, you know, would they be counting each individual chi rank, or would they be counting like bundles of chi rank as a like you know collective thing? You know, maybe once you're going, once you've gotten past profound and you're going into the immortal, you start demarcating it every three oh, chi ranks or something. I mean, you could do that. That might that might actually work. I think you would still want to keep track of what your total chi ranks are, though. 
Uh, of of course, uh, you know, but you, you could say that you're like a third grade immortal or something. That would put you at 21 chi ranks, you know. Or like 21 to 25-ish, and if you yeah. meet another third grade, you're not quite sure where they are in comparison to the exactly, exactly. same grade type of thing. But, um, but, but yeah, that, that would make it easier for characters to identify, you know, each other and stuff. But I, but I definitely think you could get up to those levels. Um, I just think once you're at that level, you have the concern, like you said, if people are throwing around planets. Um, you, know, you hear that, Kenny? Yeah, Brendan's sure we can get up to that level. But then there's a question, you know, well, then people are doing really tremendous things to the setting. So, um, of course, yeah. But, but again, there's room for, I mean, you know, there's room for characters like Monkey King in a game like this, mm. I think, eventually. So if people want, you know, if people get that powerful and they want to be Monkey King, I don't necessarily have a problem with it as long as it's, um, as long as it's going somewhere interesting, I think it's fine. Um, you know, and as long as Monkey King isn't, you know, totally uh, committed to destroying the universe or something. Um, <laughs> a recreation but, of Journey to the West in Wandering Heroes. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I have a question about Legends of Ogre Gate. So, in your mind, Jeremy, like how, uh, where, where does it end? Like, what sort of power levels are we ending at? Is that a spoiler, or can we talk about that? Do you think? Um, I don't. Well, again, it's um, the anybody who wants to know what hap- the general story of Legends of Ogre Gate can just you know get the 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 core rule book and read through it, and they'll kind of have a general idea. And I think the answer is it ends. Um, with mo- with the top level characters being around the immortal level, so it's kind of like, in my mind, it will end just as they're about to step into that world of immortals and stuff like that. So I won't really, and then what happens you after that? You won't touch upon that, but you'll touch upon all up to that. Pretty much, and then whether or not we continue beyond that, it will be a discussion that, to have at that time between me and Brent, me and Brendan. We talked about it a little bit in the past as to whether or not to continue the story past that. Um, I, I, a lot of it will depend on the coming months and how the creative process goes and stuff. I don't know how much time I'm going to spend, um, like actually showing the profound levels, but there will be a pretty significant amount of time where they're in the profound master level like in the story so far if i remember correctly um everybody is already up to uh rank three i'm pretty sure maybe even four and we're only in around chapter 20s or so so they're they're going to be hitting profound master relatively quickly but how many levels of profound master are there before immortal it's up to 13 or 12 or something i forget um i think it's 12 um 12 and then 13 is immortal um i'll double check it um Sure. But something around around those around those lines, um, and there's like again, basically the way I I, I planned um, Legends of Overgate was, and I actually <laughs> I did all this before even proposing the the idea to Brendan, but I basically poured through the entire Wandering Heroes like um, rule book, and I I extracted a document that sort of like had all the details of every character, like what they did and. Um, the main events and everything, and, and I just kind of studied all of that to get my idea for the the general course of the story. Um, originally, for those of you who are familiar with the rule book, originally I had planned to have the uh, the timeless master um, adventure be part of the story, but as as the story started to progress, I realized that if I did that, it would be a way too long. So those events that, that happened 
will be referenced, um, but they're not going to be part of the exposition. And some of the characters from the Timeless Master um, adventure will show up, but I'm not going to go into that whole story. That would have been really cool, but I just I think that would bog things down a little bit too much. And uh, biting off too much. Profound Masters yeah. rank seven through twelve, Jeremy, and uh, Immortal okay. is thirteen through twenty-four. Um, yeah. So. So the characters, some of the characters will end up around probably between 11 and 12, maybe 13 by the end of the story. Cool. And I should say, me and uh, me and Jeremy, uh, I, I was working on a book called The Ogre Gate Inn, and we have planted a few seeds in that book uh, between him and me uh, for, like, Easter eggs for the, the story. So if people, if people comb through The Ogre Gate Inn book, they might be able to figure out stuff that's going to happen in the uh, in the the Legends of Ogre Gate book. Um, and then, um, if just to mention this as a side note, which uh, like again, as as Brendan said earlier, the original my original idea that I came to him was like a, like a few pages and maybe like some character sheets, and then it's kind of turned into this really cool adventure. But there's a there's a lot of stuff in this Dalu adventure book that. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back uh, a little bit. I had a point to what I was saying earlier. The point was I went through the Wandering Heroes rule book and pulled out a bunch of stuff and used that as a basis for writing Legends of Overgate. But now it's kind of going like in a different direction because Brendan read what I had so far, then used that to start working on the Daolu adventure. And then he started adding more stuff to the Daolu adventure, which now I'm going to have to go back and then pull and add stuff from the Daolu adventure back into Legends of Overgate. So it's like, Kind of a little complicated, but what if you guys is going to break first? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's definitely going to be a lot of cool. St- he's created a lot of cool stuff that um, that's only in the Dalu Adventure book right now, but it will be referenced in the coming chapters of Legends of Orgate. So They definitely are going to have a lot of crossover stuff. I gotta say, like the both of you probably are quite happy that the other, that the other is, you know, taking inspiration from your works to inspire their own, and it's just creating an endless cycle of people being inspired by each other, <laughs> which well, I think that's a great thing to have in a sort of like a, a brilliant creative environment. For no, this it's sort pretty of thing. cool because he'll he'll come up with like something in a chapter, and I'll be like, I didn't think of that at that like at all. Like, you know, it didn't ever occur to me to even, uh, you know, even think about that question about that character or about that place and uh it'll 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 prompt me to 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 come up with something for the setting so um let's let's be glad but it's not the opposite you're both totally disinterested in what the other's doing yeah that would be <laughs> that would be a, a nightmare scenario i suppose yeah. Um, but yeah no the it's it's been it's been a lot of fun the dollar i mean the dollar book wouldn't be so big if it wasn't fun to work on, because I my general rule is I'm only doing stuff I'm interested in doing, so um, so yeah, so it just it just kind of got out of hand, and now and so we like like Jeremy was uh, you know uh, we uh, we we got a bunch of um, a bunch of art, a bunch of interior uh, uh, maps, and 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 I think I think it's gonna look really nice on top of having really good content. Yeah, it's definitely. Definitely going to be cool for. I think it's going to be cool for the fans of the game to to be able to go into the to my book and sort of like uh, get a, a narrative version of of what they're reading in the rules, and then vice versa. Those who uh, have just read the book, if they get this Dalu adventure, they're going to be able to see like the actual like maps and stuff of all the stuff they've been reading about. So wh- whichever way it goes, whichever direction, I think it's going to be really cool. 
Brandon's providing the, the skeleton to it. You're providing the flesh to it. No. Together, also, yeah. Like, um, uh, Jer- uh, sorry, uh, uh, Deathblade, did you say that um, uh, the, the Legends of Orgate is going to be hosted on a new website soon too, right? Where it's going to be going to, to, is it Valare? Is that the name of the site? Or Valare? Uh, yeah, Valare Novels. Um, yeah, the it's not, that change hasn't happened yet. The The URL is ValareNovels.com, so V-O-L-A-R-E novels.com and basically um valer at valer is the name of a translator um who actually posts translations on the world but she has her own site where she does translation but also some original fiction and things like that and long story short is that the the reason i'm taking it off of the world is because um Usha world is uh solely for translations and the reason i had it there to begin with was basically convenience and Ren, the owner of Usha World, agreed to let me do it so that it would be easy for me and I wouldn't have to worry about creating my own site or trying to go somewhere else. But um, as as Usha World progresses and it's there, there's going to be a major a major site change coming up pretty soon to Usha World, a huge revamp, and I think that's a good time to kind of take the Legends of Ogregate and put it somewhere else. Uh, before and I, this was my agreement with him from the very beginning was that. Uh, Legends of Ogregate was never on the front page of Wusha World. I never really thought it would be a big deal, but a lot of people, I got a lot of people asking me, like, why isn't it on the front page? How do I find it? Um, I originally didn't think it would it would matter too much, but considering how many people were asking, I think it'd, it'd be, uh, a, it would do justice to the novel to have it somewhere where it can be on the front page. Oh, uh, so, cool. in, so when, in, fact, when, in fact, when we do the relaunch or when we start, when I start posting the chapters again next month, it'll be It'll be there, and then it'll be a lot easier for people to search for it and to find it, and uh, uh, that's where it'll be until the end, I guess. Bro. Yeah, so, and uh, another thing is that uh, this Daolu adventure is going to coincide with the end for the end of volume one. So I think, well, I'm not sure, Brendan, about how we are on the schedule for the Daolu book. Is it going to be... Uh, completely done and ready for distribution by the time I reach the final chapter of volume one of Legends of Orgate sometime. What's, what's the date for that? Well, I uh, <laughs> I haven't set a specific date, but I would say probably the early first week of September at the earliest. Um, it, 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 it should be. Um, I don't, I, I think um, uh, the only... It'll definitely be written and completed and play tested by uh, by mid August. We have all the art, we have all the maps, and so it's just a question of how much fine tuning we want to do before we release it. And uh, and I think um, we should be able to get it out by 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 September. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But um, uh, is it? it, it I, I think with. Um, with the Dalu book, the only th- the only reason why I'm hesitating here is if if for some reason like we decided like oh we really need this other piece of art because the book will be so much better with it then we might we might delay the process but that would be the only thing that would cause a delay I think. So. Mm. All right. Well, I I'm I'm not sure how how things will be when I get back to China because uh, I'm gonna have to deal with jet lag and the baby's jet lag and. Depending on how that goes, I don't know how long it will be before I, I, I'm able to go full steam ahead. So we'll see. 
Okay, but but I think I think we'll be um we'll be pretty much uh you know ready to go whenever the final chapter is ready to go then. Um and uh and yeah, like you were saying, the, the I think I think the move will be good because um you know, right now it's I mean, it's great that it's on Wushu World, but it's it's sort of like, you know, people have to uh they they find it because they've heard of it elsewhere. And so when we get it onto its own site, it'll be uh or not its own site, but on that on the Valer site, it'll be uh, a little bit more prominent and it'll yeah. be more visible. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, and, and I'll po- I'll post a link to that site below. And um, uh, also, you said you have a, uh, a slightly topic shift here, but you said you have a live stream on Thursday. You wanted to mention. I didn't want to forget about that before. Yeah, um, I. I'm going to do a live stream on YouTube on Thursday. My channel is, geez, I forgot the name of my channel. Fang, uh, it's called Fang. Because I didn't intend for this to actually be the name of the channel when I started, but I, I it happened and I'm stuck with it. So it's Fang Mu, which is uh, one of Meng Hao's aliases from... Uh, I Asha remember Silver. seeing your old, uh, your old video that you did of the um, classic, uh, what was the movie again? The one where Hitler's doing his you know, big... You know, rage <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and you dubbed uh, and you uh, changed the subtitles for uh, I Shall Silver Heavens classic. That was that was a pretty classic one, yeah. But I'm gonna do a live a live stream, um, which I haven't really done before. So I'm gonna be answering questions. I'm also gonna have a guest, um, Little Shanks. He's uh, one of the moderators of the novel updates forums, and he also does a translation on Usha World. I'm gonna be chatting with him a little bit and taking questions from the audience. So if anybody has questions about what we've been talking about here. Uh, go ahead and hit me up. It's going to be Thursday at seven east, sorry, seven Pacific time and ten, seven p.m. Pacific time, ten p.m. Eastern time, and I'll, I'll be answering whatever questions people have. Do you have the URL for that by any chance? Um, I can send that to you later if you want okay. to put it in yeah, the chat. I'll... It's just uh, my my channel on YouTube, which is the it's Fang Mu. So if you search for F A N G M U, you'll find me. Okay. Yeah, I'll Just uh, like myself and Kenny to represent England. That's 3 a.m. GMT. <laughs> it's funny because we're all in different – like right now, uh, me and Deathblade are in somewhat similar time zones. I think we're about three hours apart. Normally, we're like 11 hours or something apart. Yeah. And and then me, Elliot, and Kenny are always uh, hours apart as well because of the time difference, so – I'm I'm sort of used – I'm accustomed now to just everybody being on a different – on a, in a different time zone. Um, <laughs> it's multicultural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wanted to – in the past, I had tried to coordinate to join your guys' uh, playgroup, but since you guys are in UK and I'm in China and Brendan's in on the East Coast, <laughs> it was never an easy thing for me. <laughs> whenever I played – Whenever I played with the other the other group, it was always like I had to get up at like five a.m. and I'm oh. hoping to be able to like to jump back in after things settle we, back down. We, we were later just talking year, about he, that last night. Actually, we still keep it a place open for you there. So whenever you're uh, whenever you're ready, you know, just give the word and you can join. All right, I'm I'm hoping that within a, a month or so after getting back, but I'm I'm unsure because a really weird thing happened, which was after coming here, we're all over the jet lag and stuff, but. Uh, my baby has his sleep schedule is just crazy. It's settled down, but he now goes to sleep at midnight and wakes up at like nine thirty a.m., which is he that it's totally different from before. But it just kind of throws everything for a loop now. So I don't, I'm not sure how that'll affect me when I get back. If if he's gonna go back to that sleep schedule, we'll see. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, so that but but either way, we'll we'll keep the spot open for you. Um, okay. But yeah, he was always getting like he gets up so early uh, for those games, <laughs> so it was it, it, it it's 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 like everybody else's. We're, we're both. It's funny because he's getting up and it's so it's so early it's still dark on his end and and it's so late over here it's it's dark on our end but it's dark for totally isn't it, isn't it um oh it's eight hours ahead or something isn't it i think it's I it's usually know. 12 is it was it 12 12 or... eight hours for the uk yeah. so then you have to add i think the... it's eight hours for uk yeah and then you so... add on the uh, time difference to the americans that's uh I mean, if you, if you did the one that we did on on Mondays, and that'd be at seven a.m. No, no, that'd be at five a.m. as well. Yeah, fucking yeah. Same yeah, time, so, yeah. Yeah, well, when we would start at uh, I think my Sunday game starts at five thirty-six, roughly. It actually used to start at six, and then uh, one of the one of the players wanted to shift it to five thirty, and then I think that that uh, that even made it worse. Um, <laughs> and uh, couldn't and, have made it six. Yeah, but, but so I think for the Monday game, then it would be, uh, for him, it would be 4 a.m. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, and that, those were my, that, so it, uh, the sun, your Sunday game was actually my Monday. So I would get up, you know, at the crack of dawn on Monday, which um, worked, I, it worked well for quite a while. But um, that's like Monday is my first day of the week in, for translating. And uh, oh. as the months went by, like the thing about translating. cracked up on you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like I used to be a teacher, and when I was a teacher, if I was really tired, you know, I could still like go through the motions at the front of the class, sort of. But translating like requires me to have my mind working, and sometimes I would just be sitting there like, and just type like typing, and then just kind of like my brain (laughs) is translating like doing math. Is it that kind of brain focus? It's much Um, worse than that, I think. Like it's. It's constantly referring to a separate lexicon and then constantly doubting your translation as well. Yeah. And then yeah. going back further on ahead because you've just gone ahead two lines and realized that what you've just written makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And like, on, and then on top of that, it's like, like since Chinese isn't my native language, you know, it's not easy to read it. And man, so it's, it's like a learning experience as well. Yeah. So if you're if you're not at least for me, if my brain isn't uh, you know on on like really really working well, it just it makes turns it into a big headache. So that's why eventually I had to stop. It was just too much. Especially but, um, in Changsha, where they literally make shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, I don't think I could read a book, let alone translate one, after you know getting up getting up super early and not getting enough sleep. So. I just, I, I mean, or running a game even, you know what I mean? Like running a game on, on like, you know, when I don't have my full eight hours is a pain. I can't imagine yeah. translating stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, uh, what else was it that we wanted to get into? So I think, uh, I don't know, is there, did you guys have any questions about the, uh, for, for Deathblade about the, you know, Legends of Ogregate and, the, uh, and any of the stuff that he's working on there? I got one question, which is probably quite far of yeah you know, out in left field here. But would there be any sort of cameos from any of the Satorius uh, oh. characters? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, if if you're if you've read the Sartorius stuff, you might. I, I well, I don't think there will be any cameos. That's just my initial thought. However, um, 
you may have noticed some of how the uh, servants of the demon emperor refer to him and refer to um, the abilities that they have. And there's there's a little bit of crossover, sort of like um, maybe Easter egg or sort of I don't know some mentionings um, to connect those two. So people who are who who have played in that system will probably recognize those things. But as for whether there will actually be characters, I don't know. We we've talked a little bit about that. Me and Brendan. Um, but I don't want to bite off more than I can chew in terms of trying to make all those connections fit together. So we'll see. I don't know. What do you think, Brendan? I mean, I think if it works, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, it's just a question of, you know, uh, there's already a cameo in the form of, um, uh, well, again, I, I don't want to give to, I don't, I, some of this could spoil things for players. So, uh, there's already, but I think there's already technically one cameo in the, uh, in the book and, uh, you know, it, it's it's up to Jeremy, really. I kind of leave that up to him. Yeah, we'll see. It it uh, like I've talked about this with Brendan before. It's not like you know, I'm not like uh, you know, Mark Twain or Stephen King or something. Is you know, I'm not like an amazing like prolific famous writer. But um, for my process, at least the way the way it works for me when I'm writing writing and not translating is uh, the story tends to like take on its own life beyond what I have the ability to control. So like, I usually plan things out and have an outline, but as I start writing, things kind of just happen on their own that I never expected to. So I try not to plan ahead too much. Um, for me, planning things out in too much detail makes it like, well, I can never stick to it because like, the characters sort of become alive and start doing things mm -hmm. that I didn't expect and then the story goes off in a different direction. And a lot, I mean, that's already happened um, within the story already in Legends of Overgate. Um, a lot of the stuff that happens was, was not planned. Like I have, I have an idea of what will happen from, from like general main plot point to general main plot point, but the little details um, just happen on their own. And then sometimes they do affect the, the general main plot points. Um, sometimes I work myself into a corner where all of a sudden I realize, like, um, wait a second, how am I going to get the story from this point back to what I had originally planned? And then occasionally it's better to just abandon that original point <laughs> and come up with a new way to do it. Otherwise, it's too forced. You know? Yeah, I think that's more yeah. of a character-driven approach, so it kind of works better. Yeah. It's good. It's good when you've got strong, strong characters where you kind of, like, can know when you chuck them a weird situation, you don't have to kind of like constantly be thinking about what they need to do because you just know that's how they'd approach it. That's what they'd do. This is, they're kind of aggressive maybe, so they're going to you know act aggressively when they're confronted in this manner. Yeah. Yep. That was one of the fun things. I mean, doing Your characterization this... has been very strong. Well, I, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been one of the fun things about this story because... On the one hand, it's not my, I mean, these characters aren't mine, they're Brendan's, he, he made them up. But on the other hand, you know, the, the way they're described in the, uh, in the rule book isn't very detailed in terms of their character traits and stuff. Uh, when I initially planned everything, me and him, we, we had some conversations about where we wanted it to go. But even in the initial chapters, as things started to, um, like, like, take shape, sort of, so to speak, they mm -hmm. kind of like took 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 a life of their own that I hadn't really planned. So Sunan, he's the main character, the male main character, and um, he. It, my impression of him is he's kind of like um, really smart and stuff, but 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 he's like not very strong willed. He kind of he kind of like 
follows along with whatever Sun Mai, his friend, like kind of prods him whichever direction. I don't, I don't think that he realizes that he's smart, to be honest. You know, you, yeah. you can see that he's got a capability and you know that, you know, he can certainly make his way. He's he's going to have his himself figured out with some kind of street smarts. Um, but he's kind of needed Sun Mai, who I've honestly loved that character. You know, yeah, he's a- he reminds me, he reminds me of a mixture of Leaf Grief Fatty mixed in <laughs> with Fagin, right? Yeah. Out of a twist. And I don't know what other kind of character it is, but it's got to be some sort of fucking official because, you know, otherwise, how the fuck could he be a scholar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he came out of nowhere in terms of his character. I just... I was, I was going was to ask if he was just completely out of the blue. No, I mean, well, sort of, yeah. Like, I mean, I had a general idea, like, you know, based on the rule book that he's a scholar and like all these things. Um, but there, the initial meeting between him and uh, Sunan just sort of like kind of came out of nowhere. I was like just watching it happen, almost like watching it happen as opposed to making it happen. Narrating um, the story rather than writing it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and uh, just uh, it made sense the way he acted and, and just kind of, you know, just developed from there. And then, um, then on the other hand, Bao is like, you know, I didn't really intend for it to be this way per se, but she's like almost the opposite. Like she's pretty smart and she knows she's smart she's, and she's she, leading as well. Yeah. And th- I have some, th- there's, there's, I don't want to spoil what's coming, but like there's, there is some reasons, um, that the, 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 there's stuff coming down the line that will, um, take both of them by surprise, let's put it that way. And uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to 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 get to that because so far, um, they haven't really changed too much as characters. I just I feel like I've just barely introduced I, them. I, well, well, I'd say, but I I don't think that Sunan has changed necessarily that much as a character. But Bao, you know, most well, certainly has from her core conception because we had the whole you know deception of her love and stuff, and then coming out and you know kind of embracing her more brutal nature um in taking revenge and stuff you know and one thing i've really really enjoyed and whilst i don't think that the the partner character the secondary character is quite as strong in my opinion as sun mai um to the point that i'm sorry to say but i can't remember his name um (laughs) but at the moment I like had to look up his name myself. I was I was trying. To, I was emailing Brendan about it. and I was like, "Dang it, what's that guy's name?" But yeah, I know. He's well, you see, he's, he's. I wouldn't say that he's as strong as a character because his character's presence hasn't been as kind of funny, and he hasn't necessarily yeah. tugged at your heartstrings yet. But as yeah. far as his loyalty goes, I'd say that it, he's certainly an impressive character for that. And um, something that I like, you know, which may be because of you know us having a bit more of a Western viewpoint. In, in this novel as well, um, but is the fact that Bao is a very strong character by herself, and that you know it's not just looking to look into her romantic entanglement possibility with you know this other guy whom she's with and stuff. You know, I think that we're all quite clear that you know he respects her strength and stuff, but maybe he maybe he looks for something romantic, but I I don't think that's where that story is going to be honest, and I think we're all comfortable with that. Well, there's definitely some spoiler stuff I won't get into, so uh got to keep reading, and you'll find find out what happens. I fucking <laughs> <There's>, will. I, <laughs> I do have some cool stuff planned, um, and I hope that the the way that they 
the way that the characters um, you know, make their decisions leads to what I have planned, if that makes any sense. I feel like the yeah. characters are sort of alive, you know, and sometimes they do things I don't expect. You don't you don't want to make them act out of character as well. You know, yeah. you spend you spend time nurturing it, you spend time making sure that it's well developed and you don't want to dash it all away by trying to force plot on them, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so uh, we're coming up on the fifty minute mark, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end it uh, in a few moments, but uh, Deathblade, did you have anything coming up that you wanted to mention beyond the um, beyond the live stream? Or are you all set on announcements? Um, there was something, and then it just skipped my mind. So I guess I guess I'm good. Just uh, check out that live. Oh, that's right. I was going to point out one of the things I was going to talk about on that live stream because you just mentioned it about the Western culture thing. One of the things I'm going to talk about is the role of um, face in uh, mm. Chinese novels not just novels but the movies and stuff because um i think everybody understands it and everybody knows what it's about but um, my living in china over the past few years has given me a little bit of a different perspective on it and so i hope to share some of that with the audience during the live stream so if you're interested in um, hearing the perspective of a of a hundred percent american who spent the last uh seven years isolated in a little corner of china then you know, tune into the the live stream on Thursday, and uh, and uh, uh, I think on uh, this Friday, uh, m- me Kenny and Lady Chow Fung are going to be doing um, uh, Bride with White Hair. We're going to be doing a discussion of that, and um, uh, me and Kenny are also working on something where we're going to be doing a uh, a discussion of the book on which it's based, probably two mm. or three weeks down the road. So, um, just, you know, there's a cool. just a couple of things that we got coming up. But but all right, so uh, you know it's it's been great having Deathblade here. He, uh, he uh, you know he's on vacation, so he took an hour out of his time to uh, to come on and uh, and and talk with us about uh, Legend of Ogregate. So uh, we will be back on uh, this Friday, and in the coming weeks, I'll be issuing uh, more announcement about about the uh, the uh, the Daolu book and the return of Legend of Ogregate. And until then, we'll talk to you later.